Christian faith believes in a personal God who is actively involved in our world. Now, of course, God is other, infinite, beyond imagination, so that our minds can never fully know God, nor our hearts completely understand His ways. But He is imminent. God is here. And because God is here and actively at work in our world, we should expect times when God does the unexpected, the unusual. As creator, God will show himself as above and in control of creation. As Redeemer, God will always be acting for good, for the salvation of the world. One reason that God gives us the inspired scriptures, this written record of things that he has said and done, is to help us recognize what we otherwise would never grasp. Because even as God is at work for our good, We need help to see it. When something unusual occurs in Scripture and when it recurs, it's an added emphasis to help us recognize God at work. Now, the first reading gives us an incident that becomes a precedent for a similar but much bigger event. God used the prophet Elisha to feed a large number of people miraculously with a small amount of food. So that when we come to the gospel, we have this familiar story of Jesus doing the same thing on a larger scale. And this story is told in all four gospels because it is so significant. Now, just one question. We might wonder, and skeptics certainly cynically ask, why doesn't God routinely do such miracles? Or at least why doesn't he always do them when we ask? Well, one answer is that God will not overwhelm us in order to make us believe. He wants us to learn to trust. And in trusting to love, and love does not manipulate or coerce. God does enough to give us plausible reason to believe. And when we are open to that, we will begin to see more and more. You know, every one of us is going in a direction either increasingly closer to God or drifting away. That is why Scripture urges us to seek the Lord constantly. Because when we're growing in our relationship with Jesus, we understand more and more. If we allow our faith to grow dim, even the things that we have previously believed will dim in our understanding. 
This is illustrated by the underlying point of Jesus feeding the multitude. The reading for today tells the story. But as John chapter 6 continues, we're taken further. Later, Jesus says, I am myself the bread which has come down from heaven. And then he goes further. The man who eats my flesh and drinks my blood enjoys eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. My flesh is real food. My blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives continually in me and I in him. Now this so startled the people who heard him say this that they protested. And when Jesus reiterated, John tells us that some who had followed Jesus turned away. And so Jesus turns to the twelve and asks if they too are going to leave. And even though the twelve did not yet understand, they were open to Jesus. They were open to faith. And so Peter, who's forever the spokesman, responded, Lord, to whom should we go? You have the words of eternal life. And so from the very beginning of the church, this was the faith. As the apostles came into fuller understanding, the Eucharist, the breaking of bread, became the mark of Christian common life, the pinnacle of worship. And that's the way it was for 50 hundred years when the unity of the church was torn apart by self-appointed reformers even the early leaders Luther and Calvin tried to honor in some measure the sacrament of the Eucharist but as they turned away from the authority of the apostolic tradition the one faith that Paul talks about in our second reading Look where Christianity is today. Many faith communities say that communion is only a symbol. They reject, some of them, any idea of sacraments. Why has this happened? Well, to go back to my earlier point, it's because the understanding of the faith, particularly the Eucharist, has been dimmed by turning away. So we have Christians today who argue that it's preposterous that Jesus comes physically and totally in the bread and in the cup. And one reason that has happened is because modernity has sowed such seeds of skepticism that we have watered down what it means that God is at work in our world. Many, if not most of you, know that my Christian faith was not formed in a community that believed in the Eucharist. It came much later. And I remember how one process of my personal thought finally broke into my consciousness. While my early faith was incomplete in a Catholic sense, the faith that I did have was solid. I believed with all of my heart, and I still do, that the God who created the heavens and the earth became incarnate 
in the man Jesus Christ. Think about that. The infinite God is able to condense himself totally and faithfully into the person of a human being. And then it hit me. If God, the maker of heaven and earth, as we're going to confess in just a moment, is miraculously able to become a man in the person of Jesus Christ, then that same God-man Jesus is miraculously able to come physically again and again in what looks to us like simple bread. Jesus fed the multitude that day to get their attention. And then Jesus tells them what it really means. The man who eats my flesh and drinks my blood enjoys eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. We believe in a God who is actively at work in our world. We believe in a personal God who comes to us to save us. Jesus is giving himself to us yet again today. When we truly believe that, it is eternal life. Expect God to be at work in your life.